0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome to
1: Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner.
0: Hello, everybody. This is Sandy. I am a dating and love coach at lastfirstdate.com. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, we are a featured show about attracting and sustaining healthy relationships. I love bringing you in-depth interviews with top experts and cutting-edge authors in the field of dating and relationships after 40. And today, we have a little change of events, um, we had a last-minute change, and I'm very excited to be speaking with Life Coach Terry Lynn Wilkins about how to overcome infidelity, cheating, and cheating. And betrayal, really important topic. It's often not spoken about, and um, it's it's really wonderful that Terry is able to be with us today. I, as a dating coach, I love helping women over forty become women of value. They become so kind to themselves and confident because they know their value and their worth. And um, just yesterday I got an email or two days ago from a woman who is with the most toxic man. I get these emails all the time and it breaks my heart. Just, you know, having sex before you're in a relationship when the person turns over and says, who are you in the morning? I mean, you know, and it's just so awful to give your heart away to somebody who does not treasure it. And so that is my mission in life, is to have you value yourself first and attract the love that you deserve. Um, And every week I give you a tip on how to be a woman of value. And this week's tip is, if you want something, ask for it. And now that may seem really, really simple, But I can't tell you how many times I wanted something in life and I was afraid to ask for it, whether it was a raise at a job or maybe even somebody that I really had a crush on but I was afraid to show it or I wanted to speak to somebody who I thought was somebody way out of my league. Um, whatever it is, if you want it, you need to ask for it because you will get everything that you do not ask for. basically, you will get nothing um, you know, so really have the courage to take a risk and um so that 's that 's a big one. I really hope that that you take that away today, besides all the wisdom that Terry Lynn Wilkins is going to share share with us in just a moment. Two more things before we get to Terry. One is, please join my um, get my free join my my Facebook group, which is a private group for women over forty. It's called Your Last First Date, and it is a private support area for women who are single or in a relationship and and looking for support. It's a place to come for positive support not to come in wine and bash men. Those people are not allowed to be in the group. So um, apply to be in it. It's called Your Last First Date, and I would love to have you. And if you haven't grabbed my free gift, please go to my website. You can get a free guide. It's the top 10 reasons why men pull away or disappear. This is one of the top questions that I get asked so often Why do men disappear? Why do they ghost? Why do they pull away when you think that everything is going well? Um, I want you to stop sabotaging your love life and take back your control by being a true woman of value. And a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Audible. Um, If you go to audibletrial.com forward slash lastfirstdate, you can grab a free Audible audiobook and you'll get a free month of the audible uh, a free trial so go to audibletrial.com forward slash last first date and now for terry lynn wilkins she is a life coach she was married 18 years she had children a career wealth and she had an affair and walked out of a life that looks like what every woman dreams of and that began eight years of crucifixion as the other woman and then rejection as the one cheated on. She faces the demons of family patterns and childhood wombs, and she finally arrived at her own resurrection. She has been in practice for 15 years. She was featured on HGTV and national publications, and Terry is shedding light on the often taboo topic of infidelity, bringing lasting healing to both sides. Join me now for episode number two hundred and forty eight, Overcoming Infidelity, Cheating and Betrayal with Terry Lynn Wilkins. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Sandy. How are you? I'm great. Well, so first of all, I want to get this out up front. <laughs> um this 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 whole thing just totally blew me away. Last yeah. week we had on a man named Derek Laviola. And he was wonderful. And it turns out that unbeknownst to Terry, they had both been booked <laughs> on my show, and they are a couple. And I found that out late last night. So, Terry, tell us a little bit about that relationship before we dive into the topic, because I am so fascinated by how you two got together. Um, so tell us. First of all, crazy small
1: world, right? <laughs> we didn't even <laughs> know. Um <laughs> Actually, it's it's a it's a pretty simple story. He found me on Facebook, which is not very romantic, but uh, he is a former Navy SEAL, retired after 24 years, wrote a book, and uh, became a relationship coach, and found my profile online, my business profile, and thought I would be somebody good to network with. I thought he lived in Hawaii. He didn't know where I lived. Long story short, we both lived in Colorado twenty minutes away from each other and the rest just sort oh of history. <laughs> yeah. No one more surprised than me, I'll have to tell you that.
0: That's so funny. Oh. I thought he lived in Hawaii too, because his email address has Hawaii in the uh in in well, the end he, of the email.
1: He was there. He was there. So uh he had just he was born in Colorado and moved back here. He was actually in training to become a pilot among his other talents and is now flying airplanes as well as coaching. Hmm.
0: So one thing that you said and this I loved and maybe this can be a good segue into the topic today but that um that you both really helped each other heal from from childhood wounds and you know past past pain. Yeah. Um and yeah. and how you want to get this message across and I think it's an important message that it's it's not about coming to a relationship perfect in great shape that we have done all the work and we are just ready to go. And we're looking for somebody else who's totally cooked, as I call it. Um, (laughs) But that actually being in a good relationship, in a good relationship can help you
1: heal. So can you say
0: a little more about that?
1: Yeah, you're 100% correct about that. I, I have a story of being in the therapist's office years ago, and I said, you know, I don't understand why. I'm just happy when I'm by myself. You know, I'm just able to generate joy and love my life. And why is this so difficult? And he looked at me and said, it's easy being outside of a relationship, Terry Lynn. And so can you imagine <laughs> two relationship coaches being in a relationship together? I mean, the stuff that we have waded through, but – um. What I've learned is that there are some things that you don't see about yourself until it actually is reflected in another person, your behavior towards them. There are some triggers that do not come out unless you're with someone else and you're vulnerable and you are uh, potentially going to be hurt. You were mentioning in your uh, intro about the tip of asking for your needs to be met and I loved that because it is, sounds like such a simple thing, but when you genuinely ask, in the right way and that's some of the things that we teach as coaches you are opening yourself up to have an answer of no and that's why we often don't ask because sometimes mm-hmm. the things we ask are deal breakers so to be in a relationship and to navigate okay this is who I am and this is what my needs are and these are the things that I want can you uh, provide that for me yes or no that's some- that's some sticky territory and it requires a tremendous amount of vulnerability and it can also at the same time be incredibly healing. I have, I have mm-hmm. found that. Oh, yes. It is so healing and, and
0: also just being ready for a No. Because it's yeah. not about controlling the other person's answer, and mm-hmm. this this is I think one of the hardest things for people is that we want a yes, we want somebody mm-hmm. to totally buy into what we're asking for and just say, "Sure, I can do that for you." Of and course. part of it is yeah. how we ask right and and mm-hmm. part of it is just being able to work with a no
1: absolutely and i I think you're you're right on, and you know you speak to something that's so critical of knowing your value and knowing who you are. That's a core component of knowing what's important um, to ask for and what's not important, the things you can compromise on and the things that are, that are not able to be compromised.
0: Yeah. So, so let's go to cheating and, um, and let's tie that into knowing your value. Do, is there a correlation yeah. between being the cheater and lacking self-worth?
1: Yes, as well as being cheated on and lacking self-worth. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the common go-tos, in particular for women who have been cheated on, is they say it had nothing to do with them. And I say there's, there's a happy medium. It's not your fault that this happened, but there's something to be informed about in it. And one of the things that I learned was that, you know, that's a mistake to say, well, I'm not a cheater and this person's a cheater and they're a horrible person and therefore, you know, I have nothing to do with this. What I have found is that although you may not be a cheater in your relationship, may have done nothing like that, we attract who we are in the sense, in our partners, in the sense that we may have the same wounds. Our behaviors may be different you know, we may be a woman who chooses to drink a couple bottles of wine a week instead of cheat with someone. Right. And so we we mistakenly think we have nothing to do with them. We just pick the wrong person. And I'm not saying stay with the, the man. I'm just saying that if you completely dismiss it as having nothing to do with you, you're missing an opportunity to perhaps dig a little deeper and understand that there's something mirrored there for you. And I think it's It's an invitation to actually find that value. You know, sometimes we, well, not sometimes, but always, we have to sort of face our weaknesses and really look them straight in the eyes before we can then embrace our strengths
0: that's really 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 true and you know you mentioned the wine and i think that people find ways to numb themselves and it takes on such a variety of of
1: oh, of uh
0: manifestations so it could be an yeah. addiction it could be shopping it could be you know any any one of the things million.
1: yeah like, i i certainly can share my story of that you know sure. i have I never had uh, sort of quote-unquote negative addictions, but I climbed mountains, I raced motorcycles, I jumped out of airplanes, I started businesses, I was on TV, I did everything humanly possible to not feel that unworthiness inside of myself. And to the outside world, it looked like, wow, that's successful. And and Derek actually shares the same pattern as I do. He was a Navy SEAL. He speaks Arabic. He is, you know, accomplished, a champion swimmer. And so everyone thinks, oh, wow, that's a person to look up to, when really all of those things were the same as alcohol or drugs or anything else. They were an attempt to not feel that lack of I'm not, I'm not good enough. So it can be positive things too, exercise, any number of things.
0: Mm, that's true. That's I'm glad you pointed that out. Um yeah so so tell us a little bit about your story and then we'll go into the more universal like what people can do and and who's a cheater who is are they always a
1: cheater what happened to you great questions well i was the the most unlikely of cheaters i have to say so i thought um i had been married <clears throat> almost 20 years never so much as looked at another man and i pretty much this happened so fast i started talking to someone i knew from high school a typical story that you hear online i was pretty new to online didn't know that there was that dynamic there and left my marriage within within weeks literally and the grace and blessing that i had was that i knew i wasn't leaving for that other person i actually had enough emotional awareness had been you know a coach for a number of years by then to know that this was reflecting something else. And so uh, left my marriage and, you know, started, left basically everything. Walked out of every possession I owned, the money I had, the friends I had, even my family had two children at the time, and it was uh, both exhilarating to be free and also terrifying. I didn't know how I was going to take care of myself, where I was going to live, nothing. And then began... Um, a journey of being cheated on on the other side, which is obviously very common as well. And that took a number of years to sort of navigate um, many, 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 many breakups, (laughs) can't even Mm. unfold countless breakups. And each time another layer of realization and always asking myself, what is it in in me that is, you know, attracting this? What is it in me that I need to see? And that saved me. Um, And so, Mm. Looking back on that, I consider it the best thing that ever happened to me, and from a very genuine, genuine place. It's how I found myself, and that is what I believe it can be for anyone who is willing to do the work and really kind of look in the mirror and see what things need to be healed, and I I certainly didn't uh, intend to change my specialty of coaching to infidelity, who wants to be the infidelity expert, (laughs) but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> After uh, fighting that calling for a couple years, I kind of had a I don't know, almost like a commandment from the universe that you are going to do this and I finally said, okay, uh, yes, I know more about this than most having been on both sides and have a deeper and more comprehensive understanding of it, I believe, uh, and how to heal from it. And so mm-hmm. that's when I decided to change my specialty and that's my story. Yeah, it's a great story
0: and its uh, I once heard a this saying to make your mess your message, and I think yeah. the ones who do are the ones who can serve the best because we have done the healing. We know what it takes to transform, and so you're bringing that gift yeah. to other people, which is wonderful. Um, so I, I actually have that. a similar story of why I left my husband, um, and I'll tell it really briefly. But then I want to mm-hmm. hear more from you because time is going really fast. But I. Um, I was miserable in my marriage and to the outside world it looked like I had a great marriage too uh, in many ways because he was a he was a performer he was a national TV performer comedian um many people were just enamored by him and mm. I was not happy in my marriage for many decades, um, but I was kind of coasting and didn't think there was anything better out there, and I had kind of turned my whole self off down to a very low level of functioning, and um, I started working in sleepaway camps when my kids were pretty young, and in the second sleepaway camp I went to, you know I'm, I'm alone, my husband is home. And he comes up on the weekends and I'm realizing even more how much we have grown apart and being with him was just a chore. And Mm -hmm. there was a man in camp who started connecting with me on a very deep level, like really felt seen and heard for the first time in 20 years. And it woke me up out of my stupor. It was like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, I was feeling things that I hadn't felt and I didn't even know what they were. That's how Mm -hmm. distant I was from them. Mm-hmm. And I stopped myself from having an affair. I actually woke up to like, Oh my god, get out of this marriage and don't sleep with this Good guy. For you. But yeah. Well, it was my last string of dignity I had, but it mm-hmm. was um it woke me up to the possibilities of love.
1: Yeah. Even
0: though that wasn't love, it was lust. But it was it mm-hmm. was just that I had turned everything off for so long I couldn't live like that anymore and
1: the it's risk the was too high. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and so I knew I had to get out. I just couldn't wait ten more years or however long it would take for all my kids to be, you know, out of high school, and which is what a divorce lawyer had told me to do, and um, that's what everybody and, tells uh, everyone know, to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, if you've been a divorce mm-hmm. lawyer and you see the the worst case scenarios of divorces that go to court and the kids are mm-hmm. the pawns, and you think, oh my God, I can't put my kids through that, but my kids got it. They, I mean, within yeah.
1: the first hour, mm-hmm.
0: my daughter, who was 16 at the time, my oldest, she said to me, I'm crying because I I feel really sad, but I know that you've been unhappy for a really long time, and this is the right thing for you to do. It they was, like, always amazing. They know,
1: don't they? They, they do. They know. We think we're covering They know.
0: It up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to... Protect them. So it's just—it's yeah. an important message that we do need to take care of ourselves. Our kids see everything we do. They're—they're they're like the doormen of the building. Yeah. So,
1: and they um, will do what yeah. you do. They will recreate a relationship where she feels not alive and not loved and not mm-hmm. passionate. And we don't want that yes. for our kids. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And now my yeah. kids are all amazing and they're high functioning and they have great relationships. And you know, That's the biggest wonderful. fears. Because they're, they've been assuaged because of the work we've done and the examples that mm-hmm. we've become, I think. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. let's let's go to. Um, I could talk forever you know, about it's, that. It's... I know, <laughs> I know. We could get into that whole being a yeah. parent and the the modeling that we do, and that's that's a big right. responsibility. Um, so yeah, is once a cheater always a cheater? Because that's that's a question that gets asked a lot. So many people have that. Yeah idea it, and i'm imagining the, that your answer is going to be not what people think
1: <laughs> yeah i the reason that that question is asked so much is typically by someone who's still in the relationship you know they want to know is this person going to cheat again and my mm-hmm. answer is it depends <laughs> it depends on yeah. why they cheated to begin with i have a a little bit unusual philosophy i think that there's only five reasons that people cheat there's 150 different subsets of these five reasons, but there's really only five reasons. And one of them happens to be that they're not happy in the relationship and the relationship was not of quality to begin with and you were with each other out of attachment rather than genuine passion and love. And that's the one people least want to hear and least want to absorb and um, least will listen to. And yet it is um, it is actually you know a reason. And so if that is it, and the relationship wasn't good to begin with, it's kind of likely that it may happen again. Another reason is that you just lost connection. That's what that's the reason everyone wants it to be. And that of course is is fixable if you have two willing people who are willing to, you know, gut it out and rebuild trust and and um and you know get through it and figure out why it happened. So yeah, it just depends at which one of those five reasons it is. Wait, so you told us two? Did you tell us I all did? five? Yeah, I did not. Uh, Not happy in a relationship. (laughs) You're with each other out of attachment, not love. Is that a second one? Yeah, yeah. That's the same one. So for some reason, the relationship is not of quality. Let's just put it that way. And you were attached to each other as opposed to, you know, genuinely in love with each other. Um, Right, and then... The second one is, uh, these aren't in the order of commonality, but the second one is you just lost connection. You had kids, you know, you didn't nurture the relationship, you didn't have date nights, all the typical things that everybody tries to implement once, you know, cheating has actually happened. The Mm -hmm. third one, which is, I think, the most common, is that... um, you have someone who has deep deep insecurities we all do we all carry that kernel of unworthiness but some of us deal with it different ways some of us medicate it some of us overachieve to not feel it and some of us use other people attention from other people to um to not have to feel that and mm-hmm. that is something that you know i say it's like attention from another person who thinks you're wonderful when you don't think you're so wonderful it's like heroin it's a very mm-hmm. it's a very hard thing to uh to not have to um fall into. So that's really easy. Mm-hmm. One of the more common or excuse me, uncommon, but yet it still happens is someone who is um not in touch with their own sexuality, meaning they may be gay, they may be transgender, mm-hmm. they may be bisexual and those are things that, you know, It doesn't, like I said, happen very often, but it's uh, something that can be a reason. And, you know, when somebody says, once a cheater, always a cheater, if somebody's married because they don't want to accept the fact that they're gay and they are cheating because of that, that's certainly, you know, going to happen again, for sure. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I actually have, and not to take up the whole show doing that, but actually my free gift at the end is that document that has all of it in there, and it has much more information oh. about all those things. Okay, good. Yeah, because <laughs>
0: yeah, these are really important, and, and I've definitely witnessed all of these in, in the people that I've known. and um, All right, so so Cheating cheating is pretty common i mean actually yeah. when that happened to me in camp i started getting curious with my friends about what was going on in their lives and my married friends and i started finding out about infidelities that i was really yeah. surprised about that people were really open um yeah so it is pretty common much more common than i think a lot of people believe
1: and so why uh, do you the think studies are so, all over yeah hmm. i think um sort of passionate this part of the whole topic it's happening to everyone and yet none of us are talking about it there's so much shame and guilt and embarrassment surrounding it that when you're the person who is cheated you don't want anybody to know of course you're going to be scorned and vilified and crucified and if you've been cheated on you don't want anybody to know because you feel like an idiot that you didn't know that you let it happen that you did something wrong and so we're all silently suffering and yet not talking about it because we don't want to feel embarrassed. And that was part of the reason I felt compelled to kind of, you know, blow the lid off and try to talk about it as much as possible because it's just so painful to me to watch people silently suffer when there is healing and understanding and growth and gifts that can come from that. But, yeah, the commonality ranges depending on what study you, you determine and also depending on what you define as cheating, right, because we're in the technology age. So do you think sexting is cheating? Do you think, you know, emotional cheating is the same as cheating? So the the statistics run anywhere from, you know, 17% all the way up to over 70%. And I tend to think, and you probably do as well, it's way closer to the higher number than it is <laughs> the lower number. Mm-hmm. And if they say that yes. women are cheating more often now uh, or as much as men. Interesting yeah, um, yeah I, 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 that doesn't surprise me at all,
0: and um, so you know the whole the whole emotional affair thing that came up mm-hmm. quite a bit um, it does come up quite a bit, with, especially with social media and I actually one of the people that I had been talking to about cheating back you know this is like twelve years ago um, when this happened, and she She has a very strained relationship with her husband. Somehow they just keep thinking that being married is the right thing to do, even though they're both miserable. And he has had, both of them have had emotional affairs. She has definitely had a physical affair. And she was incensed that he was talking to a woman um, in a very intimate way. They were sending letters back and forth for a long time, and she was like, how could he dare do that? And I'm like, you had a Mm. physical affair with a guy. Like, you are (laughs) so hypocritical, (laughs) you know. Mm. And so I actually did a Huffington Post Live about emotional affairs. When this all happened to me, I was willing to speak about it. And it it took a lot of courage. I had people calling me all kinds of names. Oh, Um, I know. But it's it's just like anything else, it is important to know the why because it's it doesn't excuse what happened. Like I, I never wanted to discuss this with my children and yeah. I never brought it up. It didn't, wasn't their business but my ex husband was bent on telling them that I had an affair and mm-hmm. they approached me about two years after the divorce and said, Dad said and I just said, look, I never wanted to discuss this with you because it's none of your business. But now that you've Mm -hmm. brought it up, I want to tell you the truth. And they Mm -hmm. each understood Mm -hmm. because you know we. It's I don't want to be thought of in some light that isn't true for me. You know, was I proud of that moment um, that Mm -hmm. I that I fell for somebody? No. Mm -hmm. Was I in a horrible, horrible situation where I was so vulnerable and so lost that I didn't even realize how lost I was?
1: Yeah, so mm-hmm. it, uh, I think yeah, this, owning it, yeah, is uh, I had to have the conversation. I mean, my kids were little, so they there was no way for them to understand. So it wasn't until mm-hmm. much later, but I remember sitting my my youngest down. This was just last year, actually. He was twelve at the time, and finally, you know, he was ready to talk about it. And I <laughs> said, "Absolutely," and you know what? I wouldn't take it back. And he was shocked Mm. to hear that. Mm
0: -hmm. But it was
1: so true for me because mine involved, um, my marriage was great, but the intimacy wasn't there. And I didn't Mm -hmm. know the difference. I didn't know what passion really felt like. And so for me, it was this huge burden over 20 years, what's wrong with me? So it was such a gift to me to not have to live in that anymore. And I explained all of that to him. And it literally was a five-minute conversation. And he, at the end of it, just looked at me and said, wow, huh, okay. And that was it. Because mm. I had done all my processing, and I was convicted about it. There's no defensiveness about it. No, nothing. This is just yeah. my truth. And and yep. children appreciate that. I love yes, that. their and life I, it changed. Yeah. Mm.
0: Not fun Sorry. for them. but No. no. But it, it's so important to own your truth and not apologize for who you are. You know, it's, it's being able to be okay with being vulnerable and, and saying, yeah. you know, this is what happened and this is what I learned from it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the important thing. And yeah. not only did you learn from it, but you are impacting other people's lives because of it. Right. So that's a great outcome. And your son received a gift from you, you know, your truth, yeah, and you. which I think I'm sure made him feel valued.
1: I think it's not so much divorce that damages children. It's the lack of work that the individuals do after not Mm -hmm. understanding what happened and why and feeling guilty and mired and shame for whatever, or regretting or feeling victimized. It's all that, that really damages Mm -hmm. kids. If you made a decision for yourself, and I can't say at the time I was completely clear. I mean, it was terrifying, but if you made a decision for yourself that really is honoring who you truly authentically are, that is, uh, in my opinion, that's a that's actually a good modeling, um, even if it means leaving your marriage. And I know I'm not in um, majority of opinion out there with that, but it is it is my truth.
0: Yeah, and I I am with you on that. I think we have to honor our truth, and it's it's a way for our children to honor theirs. And to me there's nothing more important than that. Right. Which brings us to the end here and thank you so much for being on the show today. I know it went really fast okay. and we could talk for such a long time, but I want you to be able to give to let our audience know what your free gift is again and how they can find oh. it. Oh, you bet. Thanks, Sandy. We've talked about all kinds of stuff, didn't we? <laughs>
1: yes, we did. Uh, it's on, yeah, it's the, um, it's the reasons we cheat uh, that is, is my free gift, and it's the five reasons. That, the one that we didn't cover was simply that people change, people grow, and people fall in love with other people. That's just something that happens, and so understanding whether you were cheated on or the one um, who cheated, understanding what's happened and why is really crucial to the healing process, so that's why... That's something that I that I put together, and there's a lot of explanation in there um, that mm. explains how it has nothing to do with sex.
0: That sounds wonderful, and I know this topic comes up in my Facebook group all the time where people are dating people who may have cheated in the past, and they always yeah. want to know, is this somebody I can trust? And so there sure. are things that you need to do to figure out if you can trust this person, and it's not so black and white. No, so sure. um, how can they find it? What
1: Tell us your
0: website.
1: It's just my name. It's uh, Terry Lynn Wilkins. I'll spell it because it's a mouthful. T-E-R-I-L-Y-N-N-W-I-L-K-I-N-S dot com. And there's just a little button on there that says that. Uh, so you can download the attachment from there.
0: Well, thank you so much, Terry Lynn, for being on the show today and for sharing oh, your for wisdom with
1: us. Oh, thank thank you, you so much. And it was wonderful
0: thanks and thank you everybody for tuning in today and i hope you go on your last first date very soon have a
1: great one